Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. It is Tuesday the 12th of December. Um, I'm just going to check one thing. I just want to check one thing. Where the fuck's the app? There it is. Come on. (laughs) For the first time since I bought the stock two, three weeks ago, my Tesla stock is making me money. (laughs) Yes! Very nice. Yes! Buy those electric semi trucks, Anheuser-Busch. Buy them! You did, those semi trucks are pretty fucking sweet, actually. Sweet. Ah, oh, PepsiCo put in an order for him. Ah, oh, for a hundred of them. Ah, oh, good work, good work. Fucking putting my kids through college. Um, <laughs> um, so this is episode two hundred and thirty-five of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by. Matt Foster, hello everybody. Uh, okay, so big show this week. Um, well, I say that Mark's probably going to have to do the majority of um, talking about the disaster artist because it's literally been over two weeks since I've seen it, and he saw it yesterday. So I did indeed. He can refresh my memory. Um, we'll also have probably quite a bit of what we watched. Um, you know, the, the usual tangenty stuff as well. I'm sure. Um, just to say, if you're not on the Patreon, you've missed two extra podcast this week and you missed a longer playing it forward with a disgusting story which i cut out um and uh yeah so patreon.com forward slash doing the monkey i also just want to say as well we have lowered the uh tier to two dollars fifty so that patrons are not fucked by the bizarre changes that patreon made last week it's going to make us less money, but it makes me feel better in my soul. Yeah, we, we keep saying this. It's not necessarily... We're not doing it to make money. We're doing it literally just to... Just to, to essentially to, to, to put towards stuff. And the fact that we are looking at... We are definitely looking at avenues next year of how we can meet up and sort of bring that a little bit more of that to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, there's that. So... Um, quite a bit of film news. Um, it looks yeah, like there has been actually. Disney and Fox is going ahead. Deal expected Thursday. Um, announcement expected Thursday. Yeah. Um, that does not sound like a good idea. Um, unless Fox is some sort of imprint that puts out the less Disney type stuff like Touchstone used to be like, in the past. I could say like like like, like Touchstone used to be for them. Yeah. Just because Disney will now be putting out Deadpool, that's fucking weird. But to, to be fair, to not, not not to be fair to them, but to be fair to the the way that Touchstone did, Touchstone put out some very good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, over the years, and it, and it, it it never Touchstone never felt compromised by Disney as such. Mm. No, no, exactly. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It, you know, I mean, it's like basically Disney's buying everything. And it's kind of like, what can you do about it? Not all that much. No, they're, they're essentially they're, they're not making the same mistakes as they did uh, the last time they had a they had a bit of a, a bit of a boom. Um, you, you know, whereby they they tried to go right. 
oh, we're Disney, we can do this, we can do this, this time they're going, we're going to buy this, we're going to buy this, we're going to buy this. Um, and also as well, you know, the fact that Disney are going out and buy, you know, they've already bought Lucasfilm and they're buying, they've bought Marvel and they're now going to buy Fox. Can we actually start to look back and say that all of this and this Disney becoming a, you know, again becoming the media behemoth that it's it's really become again i think it's about time we all appreciate it that it's all down to one man one wonderful man and you know who that is don't you robert downey jr it's zach efron because because <laughs> high school musical essentially made them so much fucking money out of the blue that they were like holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? And it allowed them to start investing in stuff and going a bit fucking crazy. And they've kind of made all the right decisions from there. And then, of course, Frozen happened, and Frozen made them an uncountable amount of fucking money and all that. So, essentially, we either have Zac Efron to thank for it or to hate for it. And I'm, I'm going to thank him because he's a wonderful man. Okay. That's... Okay, that's not that's not a perspective I had I had previously I had previously been privy to, but I I respect it. Mm. I respect it, Mark. Fucking okay, High School Musicals. I, I quite like the High School Musical movies. They were all right. Of course you did. I saw number three in the cinema. I saw three in the cinema, but I had to test the print. So I paid. I paid to go and see it with. No, Isabel with Isabel. Oh, you did. Okay, with Isabel. Yeah. Okay. To be no, she was she was she was about the right age for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, we oh god, we've had other stuff as well, but I can't fucking remember. But I swear there was some big stuff this week. Um, was it Time Out voted um oh, a TV god. show as number four in their best movies of the year? And Sight and Sound did it number two. Right. Twin Peaks: The Return. Everybody, all listeners to this podcast know how much we like that fucking series. Absolutely, yep. It was one of the best things I watched this year. It's not a fucking film. As much as everybody wants it to be a film for some fucking weird... And as as we said, consistently, it's amazing because essentially it's an 18-hour movie broken down into a TV series, right? We said that numerous times, but the fact remains is it was still a TV show. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah, it's not a film. And and also as well, just vote it as as, as the number one TV show of the year. Because if you don't vote it as number one TV show of the year, then it's fucking stupid. If it's when they're doing their best TV shows of the year, which I didn't read whether or not they did or they have or they haven't or whatever, if they put Game of Fucking Thrones or whatever else that they might do uh, ahead of it, it's a bit like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> if it's the best film and you're not going to put anything else, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it just, it, it's baffling. I, I, I don't. There should have been somebody there when they went, do you know what? We're going to put it in there. Somebody there should have gone, do you know what? Can we not? Because I've got a really good reason for it. Mm. What? It's not a film. It's not a film, guys. It's just not. There's not even an ex- There's not even a cut of it that you could watch as a film. 
if you want to watch it and you want to buy the Blu-ray or anything like that, you've got to watch it and then it, it plays an episode, it runs credits and then it stops and then it starts an episode, runs credits and then it stops, plays credits and then it stops and then it starts an episode, which is, is really, there's a, there's a format that does that, that does that exact thing and it's called TV. And the thing is, you know what really pisses me off? You'll have some people saying, you know, you've got to move with the times and, you know, film is, the, the form is fluid. But no, no, do you know what? No, it's not. I'm going to, this is a hill I'm going to die on. A film is something that you can feasibly watch in one sitting in a cinema and, and you know, and, and be done with it. It has, a, it has the beginning, the middle, the end, and it is not 18 hours long. Show, mm. I mean, like Showa is like what, like six or seven hours long or something. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the fucking OJ Simpson one, not the um, fucking what's it called? Not because I got the People versus OJ Simpson in my head, and that's not it. Was it OJ Made in America? Yes. Is that what it's called? Right, that one. Yeah, it's eight hours long. It was first shown in a cinema with an intermission, but they did the whole thing. Fine. I'm still a little bit weird about the fact that one best documentary at the Oscars last year and the Oscars have actually now put in rules in place. So that kind of thing doesn't happen again. Mm. And it, it's like, but that has got more of a, ju- a justification way more than twin peaks. The only reason why people are saying twin peaks is a film is because it's David Lynch. That is the yes. only reason why people are saying it's a film. That is, you're absolutely right because it's a single director doing all of them. That can be they can use that as their out because it's a single director doing all of them and it's all written by the same two guys um, yeah. from there, so that you can say that it wasn't. It's not episodic in its creation, is what you could say. Um, so that's their that's their out from it. They're saying that um, in the way it was made and the way it was put together it was like a film. Well, fine. That that's fine. But then, why wasn't True Detective nominated for Oscars? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Carrie Fukunaga did it all, written by one guy. Yeah, directed all of it, didn't he? I tell you, yeah. I tell you what. If True Detective came out this year, people would probably be putting that in there as well. But I don't think they would. I I I think I think they they would. They'd want to. They'd 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 be sat on a table saying. I wish we could put True Detective in there. And they go, yeah, but we can't because it's a TV show. And you were—you hit the nail on the head, exactly. The key point that the reason why people thought they could with this is because it's Lynch. Yeah, and and just, this, is, this is coming from a, a huge Lynch fan. And a huge Twin Peaks fan. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, we, we, we spent like a good three, four months basically coming over that series for the vast yeah. majority of it. Yeah, and it, it is. It's magnificent. But I think also as well, it's a little bit... It's a little bit disrespectful to both film and, yeah, TV, and TV at the yeah. same time. It really is because they're they're, they're different. They're different mediums. It's why um, people say, "Oh, they're a TV actor or they're a film actor." And it used to be if you went, if you go back twenty years, saying somebody you know in the uh, pre Friends era, for instance, or the pre twenty four era. Um, if you said, oh, they're, they're, they're a TV actor, it was seen as a lower thing. But then now nowadays, they, they've ascended to the same thing. 
and you know nowadays when you look at it actually yes um film stars get more exposure and they get to they get to be lauded around the world more but you actually if you get a, a tv show that is a fucking mega hit you're actually probably going to make more money yes quite I, I, because just... you know what you've got i mean you're fucking hell I, I, I remember years ago reading a thing and we are going off a bit of a tangent here but ah, indulge us people um, I remember years ago reading a thing uh, when um, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston separated and they totaled up their earnings for one, which one of them would have to if it was a normal separation which one of them would have to pay the other one alimony and it basically announced that um, that Jennifer Aniston would have to, if it was a normal marriage, would have to pay Brad Pitt alimony because she earned almost twice as much as he did in the during the duration of their relationship. At the time, she was still seen as just a TV actress, and he was an A-list movie star. But she was getting paid two million an episode for Friends, two million dollars an episode yeah. for a twenty-two minute TV show, and yeah. you know. Brad Pitt's probably the most he's ever earned from making a film, and one of the biggest movie stars. I think you could claim you could put him in that echelon of one of the biggest movie stars of all time, Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. in terms of exposure and things like that. I would hazard to guess for the type of movies he makes, he's maybe earned a maximum of what ten, twelve million for a film. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it, it, it's it, it's that thing, and it, you, know, you shouldn't be judged on you know the amount of money you make. You know, fucking hell, um, Jim Carrey got paid eighteen million dollars for doing Liar Liar. There you go. You know, it, it's not quality doesn't equal equal that. Adam Sandler's career. There you go. Um, but it, it's it, it, you can't blur the lines because creatively you want to blur the lines. Doesn't make sense. It's not good for TV or for film. Yeah, I mean that. That's it. I, it just it's. I don't get it, man. I mean, because people are saying like, "Oh, it's all just content these days," and it's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, is that is that is that what? I don't know. It's just like the whole, like the putting things in a box thing seems to be something that people aren't happy with these days. You know, some things are in a box. They 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 are, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about fucking gender and or, or, or race or anything. I, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm saying films are films. TV Once shows you... are TV shows, whether they're on whether they're streaming or on TV. That is the general thing they are. Games are games. Music is music. Yeah. Once you once you start, people for for the past three or four years have been um, lamenting the fact that the the music industry has taken this turn and the idea of, um, of, of artists making an album is, is gone, is, is done. Hmm. And, you know, and if you go back a couple of years, it was, it was getting to the point of where you had, for instance, I can't remember if it was Calvin Harris or DJ Tiesto, somebody like that, somebody who I wouldn't know any of their songs if they played, but they're, they're, they're huge in 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 that field is what I'd say there, and that's not it's just it, it's not in my sphere, so I, I don't. I, I, I it was one of those. Let's say it was Calvin Harris. It might not have been. Um, 
he said that he's never going to release another album again because there's no point. No, it was Calvin just, Harris. Was that. it? Yeah. He said it, it can just drop a collection of songs, be it four or eight or 12 or 15 or 20 or whatever, whenever he wants on Spotify and on Apple Music and things like that. And he's not going to do albums anymore. And a few other people have kind of followed suit. You know, um, I think Rihanna was talking about doing the same thing at the time as well, about the fact that she wasn't going to do that. Um, Ash, she was, do you know Ash were talking about that years ago? Yes, they were, I, I remember they were. singles out, you know. Yeah, yeah, just just yeah. putting um, EPs out yeah, of yeah. either four songs or seven songs or something like that and doing two or three a year rather than one album a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then what happened was is you had um, fucking douchebag hipsters in plaid shirts and beards and um, square glasses started going, do you know what? I fucking like vinyl. I like vinyl. And started buying vinyl again. And so the music industry went, hang on a minute, can we fucking sell people music again? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, fucking great. Let's No, 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 no. Bring, bring albums back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. We can fucking start selling them because these idiots are, are going to start buying them. And if these idiots will start buying them, you'll get the nostalgia for all of you will start buying them and it'll become a thing and we can maybe rinse it for a few years and there we go and we can put that back on the shelf because we'll still have that as well and we'll have this. And so that's kind of happened and it's put it on there. If you start referring to things as just content immediately what you're doing is you're making it easier to to bunch it and to mark it and to put it together and immediately if if a film starts becoming a film a tv show starts becoming a tv show an advert starts becoming a fucking advert and it all just becomes content then what happens is everything just gets blurred and you no matter what happens the quality of your content will go down it's as simple as this if you go into a restaurant and you order a salad right that salad will be better and it's made by somebody and they bring it out to you as a salad than if somebody gives you a fucking plate and goes there's the fucking salad bar that, that is, I, I get your, yes, okay, I now understand that. I had to think about it. I'll be honest, I had to think about it, but I get that and I agree. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, I, it, even though, to be fair, Get Out seems to be the best film of the year, according to loads of fucking people, and I just, no, I, I, I think that's a conversation that could provoke people to think that I'm saying something that, I'm not. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably have that discussion on our best of year show. The weird thing is, the really weird thing is, we both really liked Get Out. I rewatched Get Out. I will mention it now and I won't talk about it in what we watched. I rewatched it. I liked it more than I did the first time round. Oh, that's that, pretty good. It, that film is not the best film of this year. It is not mm. in the top 10 of best films this year. And I'm sorry. But it is only, I, I, I just, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, I can't speak for other people's minds. It's just, I wonder if what that film is trying to say elevates it. Beyond. The film's politics and the film's political, um, political crusade that its fans have taken it on has elevated it into a position beyond the actual film itself's quality for many people. 
Yes, the the quality of the filmmaking in that film is not best of the year material. I understand. I think it's got it. It has got important to shit shit to say. I think it's a very very clever film. I also feel like I can't criticize it because otherwise somebody's going to accuse me of being racist. Uh, yeah, I, I I I don't have those problems. I know you don't. Yeah, but like for the simple fact, the simple fact is is for two things. One, I know with absolute that you are not a racist, and two, I know absolute that I am not a racist. So if somebody, if I say something that is absolutely not racist in any way, like criticizing, not even criticizing, but questioning the the fucking hyperbole about a film. Um, it's just not it, it, it quite simply is just for saying I don't get Drake I don't understand why people like Drake and, and I, I've shared this with you guys on WhatsApp and I think I think Mike actually voiced the same thing I don't think anyone likes Drake I think it's a fucking myth one person likes Drake and then told it that he's made and went after Drake made music and went yeah tell him it's good tell him it's good and now nobody wants to admit that he's shit and it will come out in a few years' time where somebody will go, it's a bit shit, and everyone will let that bit shit. And you could easily point at me and say, oh, well, you don't like it because you're white. But no, it's just, I just don't like it. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's... Um, I, 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 I just... I, in our political climate, it's a cultural fucking minefield. Yeah, I mean... Criticise, it, criticising I, certain I mean, things. I, I criticised someone for having a pop at the poster for the great wall and saying it was whitewashing i said have you actually seen the film and then i just had a hound like it was earlier in the year and i just had people tweeting at me basically saying that i was racist and it was just like i no i'm not i just (laughs) like fucking have you actually seen the film it, it's not. It's actually really respectful, and the only reason why Matt Damon is in it is so more people see it. Mm. Like, do you not? Do you not want a film with, like, made in China with a predominantly Chinese cast to be watched just because Matt Damon's in it? You know, and it just it's it's the ultra look at me liberalism, and I agree. There are people who genuinely feel this way. I have no experience of of of, 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 the, F, of the the black experience or the Chinese experience, whatever the transgendered experience, whatever. I don't have experience of that, and I one hundred percent can see that these things are very very important to these people and those around them. But there are also a it seem it seems a vocal, very very vocal, but judging on the political climate of the world minority of people who want to take on other people's causes to make them feel better about themselves yeah and they shout very very loudly well yeah because if they didn't shout loudly people just won't fucking listen yeah but then the world does fuck all about it anyway you know so that it, it just yeah anyway that's a bit of a wrap. Like, I don't want to talk about Get Out in year end stuff because I don't think it deserves it. It's, then we won't. We'll, we'll not, make a pact to not. <laughs> it's not going to be in top five surprises. It's not going to be in top five disappointments. It's a nope. solid four star thriller. Yeah. It's a promising debut for Jordan Peele. I'm already fucking prepping myself to just 
fucking mute everything when his next film starts get, get, getting going. Just be, like it's like I, I feel for the guy. The expectation that's going to be placed on his fucking next film. Holy shit! Yeah. Like that thing's yeah. going to have to be the second coming for some, for some people. Yeah, he's 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 he literally he's got such it, 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 it he's hit such a peak with that in terms of popularity, not in terms of quality. Although again, it is a very very good film. I, I did enjoy it. The the fucking come down, even if it's a seven out of ten movie, is going to be astronomical. Yeah, yeah, quite. But do you know what? Apparently, I've been in a bit of a bad mood about films because there is a film I will talk about later that every single other person who's seen it seems to adore. And I came out with it going, yeah, that's one and a half out of five. I don't fucking get it. We'll get to it. I'm loving it. I'm going to love listening to that. Fucking hell. Right, trailers, what have we got? Uh, Ready Player One uh, trailer. You fucking hell, man. You were not a fan, and I actually quite liked it. <laughs> Except, oh, look, I remember that. Brilliant. I've got that for two hours to fucking look forward to. Brilliant. Do, do you know what? I, I, the thing is, I actually can't disagree with you in any way, because when, 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 when you said that, I was literally just about to start watching the trailer as, as that WhatsApp message came through, and I went, He's right. And then it finished, I thought, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but it just... I, uh, it's... I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the one I, I, thing... Don't be wrong, really I, have probably, a feeling, I have a feeling the actual film's going to irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> right, Mark Rylance looks like he literally put on a wig and was just reading some words just off camera. But, but that... Yeah. Just what the fuck was that? Um, the I mean the legs on the poster, but that's not even. I, I just, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? How did fuck did that get through? Like, I have no idea on that. So fucking, I I don't get it. I don't. I, ben Mendelssohn needs to find the thing in the work in the Oasis because then it's going to give him control of everything, and then everybody's got to save Oasis. And then Tracer from Overwatch is there for some fucking... Re- oh, because there are a bunch of people who play Overwatch who maybe don't watch Stranger Things and so don't have the nostalgia thing. So it's like, look, her from Overwatch. Um, just in case you have no idea what I'm talking about, because you may well not. Um, there's a character who appears towards the end of the trailer along with Chun-Li from Street Fighter. Um <laughs> And that's a character called Tracer from Overwatch. Overwatch is a fantastic game. Tracer has become an icon of the, like, LGBTQ gamer community. Ah, is that why? uh, Yes. Is what players Overwatch, that's all. Okay, right, interesting. Um, Is it her favourite character? I don't know. I've never talked to her about it. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll ask her what her favourite character... Because I know you were discussing something a little while back. That might be something to ask Izzy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's actually also a really, really good character to play. Um, cool. 
but she's annoying as fuck. Um, so, like, uh, 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 Tracer, not Izzy. Um, I don't know. Izzy <laughs> might well be. I don't fucking know. She's like 13, isn't she? She's probably a bright yeah. dickhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, like, she appears at the end along with Chun Li, and it's like, fucking. Literally, th- th- this whole marketing campaign is look, there's things in there from other things. Look, look, look. Look, there's things in there. I, I it just, I mean, it, it, the, the, the first trailer annoyed me more because it was cinematic game changer Steven Spielberg and the holy grail of pop culture. Like that's how they described the book, and it was like, oh my god. Um, and it, I, I, it, just everything about this has my heckles up, and I feel like an old man. But it, do you know what? It's fine. <laughs> I, I'll die. 3D printing and the trailers for Ready Player One leave me comfortable with death. <laughs> I'm too old for this earth. Fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, glad I you okay. liked it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm fine with it. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen it. Kingdom. Fucking Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well, it is a shit show as well, Mark. Right. What do you think of this one? Do you like this one? Um, I don't get it. Was it? Is it? Is it a trailer for a film, or is it a? Is it a bunch of like outtakes from the first film? I don't really know what's going on. Is what I'll say. It, it's it, everyone's right. It feels really fucking rushed. This trailer, and it, and it feels a little bit rushed, and it feels a little bit like. Look, we get it. You wanted to get it out so you could put it before Star Wars, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But, really? That? That? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty messy, and it makes me look at it and go, do you know what? If that's the film, it's going to be crap. <laughs> that is the disaster that Jurassic World could have been. Hmm. Just a lot of things running. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's just it's it's a shit trailer. There's, it is a there, shit trailer. There's, there's really nothing in it that is particularly exciting. I don't. I, it just like twenty years ago, a volcano and a dinosaur would be quite exciting, but in a post geostorm world, it just won't cut it. <laughs> Rampage looks better than that. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I saw the Rampage trailer on the big screen last night before Blade of the Immortal. Oh, my days. Yes, oh, I bet, it, I, bet, I, bet it was, I bet it was yummy, wasn't it? George! <laughs> it, it's, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortably looking forward to Rampage more than Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm looking forward to running a marathon more than watching Jurassic World Fallen <laughs> Kingdom. Yep. I tell you what, man. Like, because you, you guys, I think, are coming down for the weekend. After that marathon, we should go yes, drinking, and I'll just fall asleep after twenty minutes. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we are coming down. This week, we're going to literally be at the at the finishing line eating sandwiches. <laughs> oh, fuck! Pretty much everything me and Noel do involves sandwiches. <laughs> I just I remember after the half marathon, man. Like I fucking I was wrecked. I mean. Do, fucking god knows what i'm gonna be like after this bloody thing 
but yeah, don't eat some fucking pricks. Don't eat sandwiches. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it, the trailer looks really, really bad, but I yeah. I like the monster calls, so I have a, I do have some hope. Why isn't Colin Trevorrow directing this one, then? Because he was going to do Star Wars. Ah, of course it was, yeah. That was the reason, yeah. Um, you were never really here? I didn't fucking I didn't see this one and this is the Joaquin Phoenix one. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, looks very good. Yeah, looks very good. Joaquin Phoenix very nice. with a baseball cap and a beard, uh, avenging people with a hammer. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that looks, looks very do. good. Um, and the final one I've got is um, Seven Days in Entebbe, which I think is already getting a name change. I oh, believe. Okay. Uh, I believe. Um, Oh no! Wait, no, sorry, sorry. It was originally called just called to be called uh, Entebbe, and now it's going under the name Entebbe, uh, which is a um, Jose Padilla film. Oh, okay. Jose, have you not heard of this one? No. Ooh, so it's Jose Padilla who, of course, did Elite Squad, Elite Squad Two, two fantastic movies. Did all um, the Narcos as well, didn't they? Uh, and he did Narcos, and he's, he's the only time he's foraged outside of that kind of world was he did uh, Robocop, which we both quite, quite liked, didn't we? Yeah, that's but, right. But it didn't it didn't quite it didn't quite land Robocop. There was too many. It, he went with his style, and he had to deliver a PG thirteen movie, and it was a PG thirteen movie coming from a director who had made Elite Squad and Elite Squad Two which mm-hmm. were never going to be PG-13 movies. They're not about mm-hmm. PG-13 content, which was based on a, 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 a franchise that started out with a, a hard 18. It was, it was 80s hyperviolence at its finest, uh, Robocop. And so it was never going to... It was The, the, the idea of making a PG-13 movie, yes, you had toys and you had the cartoon and things like that, just never, it was never going to work. Well, he's come back with a British film now. Um, called Seven Days in Entebbe uh, about the terrorist um, um, flight 139 uh, hijacking uh, that was landed in Entebbe uh, airport uh, there in uh, Tel Aviv so um, yeah it's years ago there was a film with Yafet Koto I believe um, made about this called Raid on Entebbe which was it's actually quite a good film, to be honest. Um, mm. it, but you could always... its Who is it? Yeah, Peter Finch, Charles Bronson, Yafet Koto, Robert Lozier, and James Woods are in that one. James Woods isn't in it a lot, so, you know, if you want to watch it, you can. Uh, but, yeah, it looks very good. Uh, Daniel Brühl, Vincent Cassell, uh, Eddie Marzan, and Rosamund Pike. So, yeah, okay. looks very good. Yeah, that comes out uh, early next year, March next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. That sounds alright that that'll do mm. and that's that's it for our trailers for me this week very, very Isabel's favourite Overwatch character is Widowmaker oh that's not a bad shout yeah. yeah okay yeah I'm a big fan of junk rat myself he's this Australian guy who just likes blowing things up <laughs> I might have to give it a girl this Overwatch oh, thing mate Overwatch like, Overwatch is great fun um, uh. you, you just fucking I don't know like it's it's good team based shooter stuff and I yeah I, it, it's 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 a great deal of fun like Junkrat like literally 
he just his gun is a thing that just fires grenades, and he one of his <laughs> special like f- things that he has is like a fucking um, it's just like a, a, a like a jaw trap. What's the fucking word for that? A trap, the like steel hinged jaw trap thing. Um, bear trap. Bear trap. That was it. Fuck me. Um, it's like a bear trap that you catch people in and then when you do it, it alerts you and then you just press a button and it just blows up. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I might give that a go tomorrow, actually. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, oh, Junk Rat's great fun. Um, also, there's a massive, surprisingly not my favourite character, a massive smart gorilla called Winston. And he has glasses um, and he has like, he, he has a primal rage attack where he fucking pounds the shit out of people. It's uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good time as Overwatch. It's um, it's it's quite addictive. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, Widowmaker's a good shout though. She's fucking sneaky, like kind of long range stuff. Um, right, okay. So the Disaster Artist is directed by James Franco, stars James Franco, Dave Franco, Seth Rogen, Alison Brie. Harry Grainer, um, lots of, hey, it's that guy, people, like a lot, mm. maybe distractingly so. Mm. Um, so uh, it's um, it's a film about the making of the room, uh, the kind of like the, the most the, one of the most infamous at this point films ever made. Um, starts off disconcertingly um, with talking heads talking about the room and then cuts to a fictionalized telling of the making of the room so you have james franco as tommy wiseau who's this oh, that, fuck it man it's been out for a couple of weeks everybody knows the room what do you think of the disaster artist mark <sighs> okay um i think it's um, uh, I think it's it's it, it's good. I enjoyed um, bits of it, but I'm still I don't know. It's it still sits a little it's it, it sits a little bit uncomfortable with me to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I I don't I don't get the cultural obsession with the room. I I, I just I just don't get it. It doesn't. I, I think too much is made of it. For some reason, I, I, I doesn't. I, I, I and I think part of that influences my feelings on the disaster artist. Um, I think that it's essentially it's two main characters in that you've got um, James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau and um, Dave Franco playing uh, Greg uh, Sestra. I think James Franco's very good. He's 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 very much playing a a character of that, and it's. I think he goes beyond merely doing an impression, uh, which I think makes sense. I think at, at points it does verge on an impression. However, I do feel at points that Dave Franco is essentially playing a Saturday Night Live version of Greg Sestra, um, and that bothered me. A little bit. I don't think. It, I'll be honest. I don't think Dave Franco is very good in it. I don't think he doesn't. He doesn't fit the role at all. He's he's playing that because he's because he's because James Franco is his brother. Right, okay. The um, 
yes, the opening with people essentially just what we're about to watch uh, and going, hey, look, look, this guy likes it and this guy likes it. And look, fucking JJ Abrams even likes it. That's essentially, it's all right, you're justifying what you're about to show me. Just fucking show me it. Mm-hmm. You know, that felt a little bit, whether it was an afterthought or somebody, it, it, it just, it feels a little bit like that. And also, I don't, it's a collection of very, very successful people who have made, who are very talented and have made very good careers making a film about a person who wasn't very talented. There's no getting away from that. You know, you can have all the drive, determination and financing in the world. It doesn't get away from the fact that Tommy Wiseau made a crap movie. Mm-hmm. Got the finances to do it, but from being crap. So are they celebrating this crap movie? Are they poking fun at it? Is it a little bit mean-spirited? Are they essentially making a much better movie about the making of the movie? Is it them being a little bit pompous? I'm not quite sure. And it, it all this lot. And also as well, Tom Wiseau as himself, it, I, I'm not, I don't know if this is somebody that should be celebrated as much as this seems to be kind of doing. I don't even know whether it is doing it or not, but I think it is. And it's just, there's a little bit like, he's a really fucking weird guy to the point of where it's almost fucking sinister how fucking weird he is. Um, and how, how much he's managed to hide who he actually is and who he was before. And it's probably really fucking boring who he was before. It's probably the most boring fucking explanation for it is that explanation for it. But what if it's not the most boring? What if it is a fucking a money laundering exercise for the fucking mob or something like that? And it turns out that actually he earned all this money in a really fucking sinister way. It makes people look at everything in a different fucking light. And it's just... I don't know. The thing is, I know that I'm doing a thing that I, I always say you shouldn't do, and I'm reviewing the movie. I should be reviewing the movie, and I'm not. I'm reviewing everything around the movie. But I think it's hard to not with the disaster artist, in the sense that the movie is good, and it's fun, and it's funny at points. And I, but I don't know whether or not it's supposed to be... It is supposed to be funny, but is it supposed to be funny? Is what I'm saying, and I want to know your your thoughts on it, so we can get more into this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I um, I, I obviously liked it more than you did. Um, in, in all honesty, I, 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 I do have problems. I mean, I, I actually thought Dave Franco was pretty solid. Um, in in all honesty, it's um, I, 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 I like how the stuck on beard bothered me. Uh, well, yeah, okay, there is that. Yes, for sure. That that, I, that was that was was awful and it almost felt intentionally like they were going oh it's all right for it to look crap because we're making a movie about the room it's like all right but that no i'm sorry you can't you can't have your cake and fucking eat it it don't work like that Mm, it's the thing is I, i i liked i liked that he was genuinely conflicted and you know in the end of the day he kind of becomes friends with tommy almost out of desperation Mm. Um, and, and then, you know, when he start his life kind of starts improving, it is a, a little bit like, 
oh fuck now I'm stuck with this guy but like you know trying to still be friends with him I, I, I like how he how he played that um, also I mean I'll be honest I thought apart from a couple of moments I thought James Franco kind of disappeared into the role um, mm. I, 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 like, I thought he was really really good now I understand what you're saying about um, like not really getting into it about how Tommy Wiseau actually you know got this money and whatnot, but in a way, I like the fact that it is all a mystery. And that's not really what the film is focused on. No. You know, it's this outsider guy who seems to be able to do all this shit. And he's basically able to live his fucking dream. And there's, I think there's, there's something lovely about somebody being able to live their dream, despite the fact that they've got no real talent about it, but they still make him. It's like this weird thing where he's making a go of it, despite the fact that he has no, he actually has no talent. He's just got a lot of money, but just the fact that everybody around him says you're shit at this, but he still, he still perseveres and goes with it. And in a mental way has a success I, I don't know. I found I found that that kind of odd, oddly, oddly charming. Um, also, I mean, like frankly, I just I, it, it, you are supposed to laugh at him at times, but the, 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 my biggest laugh, which nobody for else in the cinema laughed at, but there's just a little moment where um, it, it's in the the diner early on where Dave Franco and James Franco are just sat there and like they start reciting the play. Yeah. And Dave Franco gets really into it. And then, then James Franco just looks at me. He's like, oh, fuck. And I don't know. Just like there's a smile on his face. And it was just like he's like he's into it. It's like it's almost like he's kind of falling in love right there. And, but he's like he's just really impressed. And I, I don't know. I, I, there was a little moment like that, but I just found it really entertaining. Um, and I mean, you haven't seen the room, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, you have. All right. Fine. Yeah, I've okay. seen the room. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. So, just I don't know. I, I thought that I, I, obviously it's based on the book, so you know it, it's based in reality. But just the, the the construction of the sex scene was crazy. Like it, just the whole kind of like basically fucking a belly button thing um i I, I was quite surprised that scene got kind of as has been allowed to kind of breeze by in the way it has in this current climate well yeah okay there is definitely that because there is that because yeah yeah no matter which way you look at it this movie outright says that he basically if he was, if he was James Franco or Seth Rogen or Dave Franco was Tommy Wiseau and had done that to an actress, they'd be essentially fucking blacklisted. Mm. They'd be spacied, basically. But mm. here, it's done, and I do think that that moment isn't done for laughs as such. I think that is one of the true kind of actual dramatic moments in yeah. the movie yeah. where it is, hang on a minute, no, your fucking, your neurosis and your eccentricities and your 
overt weirdness has gotten out of hand now. And it, that, it, I do think that was actually quite well dealt with. But you'll still, if, if that happened, and let's be honest, both Greg Sestra says it happened, and Tommy Wiseau is basically all right with everything, the way he's represented in this movie. If that happened, then it's a little bit weird that he's going to be at the fucking um, Golden Globes walking down the red carpet with James Franco to go and talk about the their best fucking motion picture in a musical or comedy award. And will he end up going to the Oscars? Mm. When, you know, there is... It, it, it feels a little bit like people are picking and choosing their battles again. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? That's a really, really fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, there haven't even really been any, like, think pieces or anything about it. How, at least that you... Like, there's been because a people, people don't want to, because it's, it's seen as... And it, 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 again, it, it, it's back to my, my, my issues with The Room. It is... It's back to this little, it's almost seen as like this cinephile cool thing of that other people don't know about. You don't know about the room. It's our thing. It's our shitty thing. And it is. And it just, I just, like I say, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I cannot comprehend for somebody who would more than once go to a fucking midnight screening of, of the fucking the room to celebrate its shitness. Baffles me. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it's my 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 only real criticisms are that it does feel the the ending does feel like really that everybody just started laughing and they were recording it by the end. Bullshit. Yeah. 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 Played up. If you're gonna tell a fucking story and you're gonna tell the true story, tell the fucking true story. I do not believe everybody. No, no audience has ever laughed anything as much as that, as consistently as that, mm. ever at anything. I don't care what it is. Agreed. Um, and uh, yeah, I, again, just the the casting of recognisable faces really bothered me. But I can see the, the the point in that because I think that when this movie was um, conceived anything like that, I, I think it was it was it was always going to be this little um, cabal of, of of Franco, Seth Rogen, and their their mates essentially, mm. and you know that's why it got made for such a small budget, etc. Because he, you know, I need somebody to play. Uh, I'll get Dave Franco's wife to do it. Alison Brie. She's a famous actress. It's under the name to stick on the, the cast list. You know, Seth Rogen was always going to be in it because he's Franco's busy mate. And then he'll get on his new mates and it's 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 introducing more and more people into this world. And, and a lot of them are, are, are comedians that I, you know, I quite enjoy. You know, you, you had um, Paul Shear uh, was in there and his missus is in it as well. Um, mm. but then the, the ones that are outside that that are a bit weird were people like Jackie Weaver been in there but it's always nice to see Jackie Weaver in things Sharon Stone was fantastic and turned up and was in it for literally a minute and for me I was like that's that's fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah she was brilliant in it 
Zach Efron was magnificent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I did not even fucking recognise him in that for, in the first bit that he was in. Yeah, I loved him in it. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's a weird film in that it's getting awards buzz, and it is a little bit like why. That's a bit like Get Out. <laughs> in all honesty, that, so. that's it. It's um, in the same in the same reasons for why I have issues with it beyond the actual film itself. This is a film that's getting um, awards buzz for um, for re- itself. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I I didn't dislike it. I just I, I felt a little bit uncomfortable with it. Okay, fair enough. I wasn't sure what I was actually watching. You were watching a film about Hollywood that people who like Hollywood like, but yeah. I quite like Hollywood, and I had a good but time. But I, I, that's it. I, I really like Hollywood. I, I think that. I think I need to watch it again because I think if I watch it again, I might be able to go into it with a different point of view and go, do you know what? You, you're not watching, you, you, you went in watching it wrong. I think that was, I think, I think that affected my, my ability to watch it independently okay. of everything else around it, which I'll freely admit that. Um, but then there were just things that just kind of took me out of it a little bit. So Franco's beard took me out of it. Far too much. <laughs> Josh Hutchinson's um, terrible wig took me out of it too much. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because and, and I was talking to Becca about it, and she said, you know, that 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 was that kid's hair. It was his actual real hair. Um, and then they stuck a really, really weird wig on Josh Hutchinson to overemphasize that hair. Yeah, yeah. In the same way as Greg Sestra grew a beard. Why did they have to overemphasize Dave Franco's beard? Or can he just not grow a beard? In which case, I don't trust people who can't grow beards. You, well, my wife can't grow well, a beard. Well, women, women, women is fine. Her. I don't trust dudes that can't grow beards. Don, can you grow a beard? It's a secret. I'm saying, I'm saying that women are exempt from this. I don't yeah. trust guys that can't grow beards. Okay, no, fair enough. At some point, Alison... Alison yeah. Bree will we'll look at a guy with a beard and go. That'll be the secret I've reason made a why they Huge get mistake. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't begrudge what you're saying. I just, I was into it more than you were. And if James Franco gets a Best Actor nomination at the Oscars for playing Tommy Wiseau, then fair fucking play. I, I'd be, do you know what? I'd be fine with that. And I'd really pray that his date to the Oscars is Tommy Wiseau I really pray that he's not oh come on no I, I, I don't I, I, I don't see I, I, the guy made a shit film why are we celebrating it Just loads of people Tommy make White. shit loads of people make shit films it, 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 yeah I just I want to see celebrities be uncomfortable with him because he won't be uncomfortable in the slightest yeah, but th- th- if you want to see celebrities be uncomfortable, just let fucking John Travolta go again. Okay, well, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, definitely not shit. Touching cloth. Oh, wow, okay. Fair yeah. Because I didn't dislike it. I, I, I was fine with my time with it for the most part. Okay. I'm just not sure 
what I watched, which I think is my fault, by the way. I'll freely, I'll freely admit that. But mm. our audience was um, definitely not shit, 69%. Touching Cloth, 23%. And Geostorm, 8%. Shit, 0%. Mm. Okay, good. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Very good. So, I've been mingy about stuff. You've been mingy about stuff. Yep. Slightly. Yep. Let's let's get. Um, that, 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 I don't know. Like I, I'm going to be again. So let's <laughs> see if you are. Uh, what have you been watching this week, bud? Um, I've watched a few Christmas things, um, okay. and I've watched a few non-Christmas things. Um, so uh, I watched. Uh, what did I watch? I'll, I'll, I'll go through the Christmas things first. Uh, I watched a Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey one. Um, the well, the Robert Zemeckis Jim Carrey one, uh, which is is a really odd film. I think I can see what they're doing and I can see what they were going for. Um, I think Carrey is very uh, he's very committed to it. But I, I, I think there's just far too much in that movie that just doesn't land hmm. in the sense that I, I think I think it was a movie that everyone went into with best intentions, but I think it ran you can tell it ran away from them a little bit and that bits didn't work. Like the the weirdness of crafting um, Gary Oldman as Bob Cratchit. He just he feels way too old. Bob Cratchit shouldn't be, shouldn't be older. Shouldn't be really shouldn't no matter what it just doesn't make sense. No, no matter if you're using motion capture to then put them into a computerized sort of versions of themselves, Bob Cratchit isn't older than Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, he might not be, but I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that Gary Oldman might not be older than Jim Carrey, but I think he probably is. But he, he does, no matter what, he, he's perceived older. There's probably not that many years actually between them. Um, in actuality, but he just does seem older, and it's just. And then it, the the ghost being played by Jim Carrey, and one of me plays. I think it's the ghost of Christmas Past. Is Irish for some reason, mm. which just makes no sense. And also, it's a candle. It's a wispy candle. It, it's a bad yeah. design. It's it's it just. It, like I say, I, I I just I get the feeling that that movie just got away from them um and, and you can tell that by the fact that it's 90 minutes long i want to rewatch beowulf at some point i wonder how i, that I would up. i would but then again um it, you know when you have running kind of jokes within a household um by the way there is, there is only four years between um, jim carrey and gary Oldman. um we have running jokes where it's certain things that are said trigger you to say something else Sure. Whenever anybody mentions um, Angelina Jolie, so either me or Bex mentioned Angelina Jolie for any reason, the other person will always recite a line that she has in uh, Beowulf, which is the line of, are you the one they call Beowulf? Because she just <laughs> says it weird in the movie. <laughs> so whenever, whenever I would say it, um, the other one will then say that, which will oh, cause yeah. the other person and then repeat that to them. And then you forget why you've said Angelina Jolie's name. <laughs> it's very good. 
Very good. So it goes like that. Uh, but yeah, I would actually quite like to rewatch uh, Beowulf at some point. And I know if I mention that to Becky, she'll go, are you the one they call Beowulf? <laughs> at me. <laughs> and, nice. and that'll be that. Um, but yeah, what else did I watch? Uh, Four Christmases. Oh no, why'd you do that? I don't fucking know. Why, seriously, why did you do that? That's <laughs> awful. It is shit. I've never seen it. Oh wow, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. That film's shit. Oh, uh, by the way, we forgot to talk about the Battle Angel trailer. Um, eyes. The eyes. Oh, my God, the eyes. Sorry. Yeah, why is Robert Rodriguez directing that movie? The fuck knows. Right. It just, 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 it just... Right, for years I've been saying Robert Rodriguez, it'd be nice if he didn't just always do Troublemaker Studios where he's got nobody there to go, Robert, this is a bit shit, mate. And then he's gone out and he's done that, and I'm and I'm was watching the trailer going, oh my god, I, I just wish you would make sure make a studio movies where there's nobody, where there's some, nobody to tell him that this is a bit shit. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chris says, don't watch it. It's shit. It, it, it's yeah, it's Vince fucking Vaughn and Reese with as could Vince Vaughn actually. You know, it doesn't make sense. Vince Vaughn, is he charismatic enough to get with somebody who is perceived as being attractive with a spoon? And then as soon as you, by the time you've, that thought has gone round your head, you've gone, oh, but she's a cunt. That makes sense. And yeah. it goes from there. Yeah, it, it's just not very good. And it's John Favreau just being shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's not very good. Also, watch Christmas Vacation. Um, Christmas Vacation is fantastic. There's no getting away from it. It, it is um, as an out-and-out Christmas movie that is just a Christmas movie. That isn't a movie you watch at Christmas or that contains parts of Christmas or a movie that happens to be set at Christmas. Uh, I do think it is the best Christmas movie. Very good. Out-and-out Christmas movie. Um, My favourite movie that is around Christmas is still It's a Wonderful Life but Out and Out Christmas movie is still that I think it is a, a, a wonderful movie without any sense of there's no nastiness in it it's all about this guy who just wants to have a fucking good Christmas for his family indeed and it's that uh, yeah and then I also watched Reindeer Games um, you did. which is a movie set at Christmas um, have you ever seen Reindeer Games? No, no, I haven't. I'm intrigued. Right. So, I'll, I'll tell you what Reindeer Games is. It's uh, John Frankenheimer, for a start mm. off. Uh, and it stars Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlize Theron, um, Clarence Williams III, and Dennis Farriner. Right? Ooh. Oh, and Denny Trejo's in there as well. Mm. Uh, so, it has the most year 2000 cast in the world. Uh, you couldn't pick a more 2000 cast than that. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's got really fucking weird cinematography. I'll say that. Uh, mm. The DOP was Alan uh, Casso. I'm not familiar with any of his other work. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, at the start, Ben Affleck is in um, is in prison. Um, he's a character called Rudy Duncan. Uh, he's in prison with a character called uh, Nick Cassidy. Uh uh, is uh, and Nick are set to get out um, in two days, uh, and then 
Nick is, and this happens in the first bit of the film, so I'm not giving away a spoiler, plus it's a 17-year-old movie, so, you know. Um, two days before they're due to get out, um, Nick is stabbed um, by a prisoner who is actually trying to stab Rudy because the prisoner thinks that Rudy is the reason why he was sent to the hall for two months. So that happens. Rudy then comes out uh, and has to walk past the girl, Charlize Theron's character, that uh, Nick has been talking to via letters for the past amount of time, I think it's about a year, and is is going out to meet, never actually met her in person, uh, never actually seen her, only through picture. But he's formed a kinship and a relationship with this woman. So... But after when he gets out, Rudy decides, do you know what? Fuck it. He'll he's gonna pretend to be Nick to essentially essentially have a fun weekend with this very attractive girl. Mm. Uh then, whilst having this very fun weekend with this very attractive girl, um called Ashley, uh, Ashley's brother turns up, played by Gary Sinise, uh, who Basically wants Rudy, or Nick, as he thinks he is, uh, then plan a heist of a casino that Nick used to work at. Nick isn't Nick, he's Rudy. He tries to tell him that he's Nick, they don't believe him. They then say, well, if you're not Nick, you are this guy Rudy, then we're going to kill you because you have no use to us and you know our plan. And then he ends up having to plan a robbery for somewhere that he doesn't actually know the way around and all this fucking shit happens and people are who they say they are and all this bullshit and it all just goes around in weird circles. Um, yeah, it, it, it's mental. It's, it, it very much is a, is a late 90s, early noughties kind of thriller, action mm. thriller, in the sense that it's got way too many twists and turns that it ends up tying itself in knots. But... For Tuesday night entertainment, it's perfectly fine, and there's enough there to make it fun. Ben Affleck is in that that stage where people were starting to wear thin of Ben Affleck before he had the the kind of renaissance he did when people went, "Holy shit, Gone Baby Gone was really fucking good." Yeah, um, and you know, and then he went on to do, you know, he became an Oscar winner. So another Oscar winner. He already had one, didn't he? Um, so yeah, it's 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 actually quite a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. Uh, would I recommend it? Watch the trailer, and if you think, fuck it, yeah, then you'll probably get on with it. But if you watch the trailer and go, well, that looks fucking stupid, yeah, it kind of is stupid. <laughs> but it's on Prime as well. However, if you do try and search for it, it will take you to a one that you can rent, which is the director's cut of Reindeer Games because there's a director's cut um, I did a little bit of reading up on it and apparently it, it's there's not actually that much fucking different uh, in it so it basically said look there's no point in watching the fucking director's cut you might as well watch the original cut if the director's cut isn't available because you're not actually seeing that different a fucking movie and it's like four minutes difference in that so yeah uh, yeah it was it was it was enough fun okay right I'll do my last Christmas movie then. How many have you got to do? Uh, how many films? Uh, la, 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 la. Um, total one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, seven. Do, you want me to do, do you want me to do my next one? You do a few and then I'll do a few then you do the rest of yours? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, cool. Uh, rewatch Office Christmas Party. 
did we review that last year? We did review that last year, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, it's 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 made me. It, it's the Office Christmas Party to me in my mind is the movie that's made me finally go, okay, yeah, I get the Olivia Munn thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I previously <laughs> hated it, uh, but yeah, I, I get it with this. It's a lot of fun. It works very well watching it at Christmas. Is what I will say for that. So I think it came out after Christmas, didn't it? Weirdly. I think we did we watch it after Christmas or no, summer. No, no, I remember because it was the day it came out. The weekend it came out was the day after my office, well, my work Christmas thing, and I was like, oh, uh, like that. That was the night I got dropped off, like five minutes away from my house. Oh, of course, it was. Yeah, that was that review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there was some. It might have been. It might have been a night before Christmas. I did that with them. We watched it after Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Office Christmas Party. Apart from, I still have issues with one character, and it's Kate McKinnon's character. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Because it, it does seem that for me anyway, I, I do think that that that. that maybe Ghostbusters was a bit of a fluke for her because her thing doesn't seem to be pointing her head forward a little bit and talking like that all yeah. the time in every character she does. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it, it, it's like, right, you didn't do that or you didn't do that as obviously in Ghostbusters. You're just annoying the fuck out of me now. <laughs> mm. Mm. But yeah, it does contain uh, Colony B. Vance getting shot in the face with a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, so go on then. Let's give some of yours. Cool. Uh, so I, um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think I'm going to rewatch that. that I, it's I, on Prime. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and funnily enough, you, oh God, fucking just a little tangent, right? So I saw, um, I saw Bodzilla tweet um, yesterday. That, 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 that anime, your name um, is on Amazon Prime now. I don't know whether you've heard of it. It's like very well Yeah, guarded. heard of it. Yeah. So literally, if you search your name on Amazon Prime, I'm yep. going to do, do it on the app right now, right? And I'm going to say all the films that come up before your <laughs> name. Right? So literally, search your name. Yeah. Okay. Fucking my Wi-Fi must be running a bit slow. Um, it's not even coming up in my search oh wait yeah there it is but yeah so I will how go many down them. did you have to do right well right, right, right. so here we go The Boy and the Beast A Silent Voice Summer Wars Kubo and the Two Strings Call Me By Your Name David Dickinson's Name Your Price Spell Your Name uh, Surviving the Darkest Days of Human History I want to know your name. What's your mama's name in the style of Tanya Tucker? Lord, I lift your name high in the style of Petra. Uh, breathe your name in the style of Six Pence on the Rich. What's your name in the style of Ned Skinnard? I don't even know your name in the style of Al Jackson. When I call your name in the style of Vince Gill. Every time my heart calls your name in the style of John Berry. And these, I'm genuinely, these are what I'm yep, reading. I'm, I'm reading still wear, wearing your name in the style of Anne Naseby. How to play What's Your Name by Lynn Skinner, guitar tabs. And your name is Jonah. My name is Earl, season four. Your name, Japanese with English subtitles. Your name, English dub version. What the fuck? <laughs> the search engine on Amazon Prime is fucked. <laughs> like, seriously, what is that? It's crap. 
it, it just, just what is that? Even if you, <laughs> even weird, if you do, even if you filter included with Prime, it's the third one down. <laughs> And it's the name of the film. It's the name of the film. And it's not like the other ones above it. I, 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 do you know what? I've encountered stuff like this on Prime before, though, to be honest. Oh, it's fucking bizarre. Like, because I was just like, because I've been, I've been really intrigued about this film and I really want to watch it. And I saw it. I was like, oh, fucking sweet. Brilliant. And it's like, well, where is it then? And then I was just scrolling for And it, it's just like, how? How? I, anyway. It, it, fuck it. So if anyone's been searching for your name on Amazon Prime, you need to scroll down about a dozen fucking titles. Like just, yep. Oh, ridiculous, man. Like, just what search engine is that? Anyway. Right. OK, so um, I'll get I'll get the fucking I'll get the Ian's a dickhead and doesn't like things out the way. Um, a warm up. D. Reese's Mudbound. It's on Netflix. Golden Globe nominations came out the other day and people were complaining about D. Rees and Patty Jenkins not being in the list for Best Director. Nah, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. Like, it's... I, I mean, like, I haven't seen Lady Bird, so uh, Greta Gerwig may well, may well be worthy of a slot. I'm definitely not saying she's not in the fucking slightest and I look forward to Lady Bird. Can I, can, I just, can, I just, can I just point out one thing about mm. this, though? This whole Golden Globes thing, right? The Golden Globes are a fucking joke of an awards um, ceremony. They are. There's no getting away from it. They're a fucking joke. So why the fuck do people give a shit? There is that. There is that, yeah. Uh, it, it's... The thing is, it, it's basically... It's people whining about them and then people whining about the fact that people care about them and it's like but people only care about them because people whine about them yeah yeah it's just fucking whatever you know um but yeah mudbound okay so um it literally took me like six sittings to get through it um (laughs) fucking right the thing is two two and a bit hours long in it yeah 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 it is um i gave it seven out of ten on letterboxd because the final 20 minutes is really, really, really powerful. And the final 20 minutes feel like what this film is actually trying to be about. Mm. But it bothers itself with a trying... Okay, it's a story, right? Okay, so Jason Clark marries Kerry Mulligan. Carrie and and uh, they meet her, uh, his brother, played by uh, Garrett Headland, and um, he and Carrie Mulligan have a little bit of a spark, but it's not really all that much of anything. Um, Jason Clark and Carrie Mulligan buy a farm, and uh, they um, on 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 the land are the, uh, the this black family, uh, the mother played by Mary J. Blige. Um, who has got nominated for Best Supporting Actress nomination at the Golden Globes. She's tipped to get one at the Oscars, and I don't know why. She's fine. She's good. She's It's a good performance, but there's not really that much to it. And she doesn't really get anything showy either. I, I genuinely don't get why. Um, so uh, the, one of the sons of the family uh, is played by uh, Jason Mitchell, I believe his name is. Um, he goes to war. 
and uh, in World War Two, and uh, Garrett Hedlund goes as well. Uh, while they're off at war, um, you know, the farm's kind of not doing all that well. Um, and then they come back. They they both basically have PTSD, and they're trying to help each other. While Jason Mitchell is also un- undergoing some horrendous racism by those around him. Um, the film bothers itself with this love triangle between Clark Mulligan and Hedlund for way too long, and the film doesn't like it's weird because by the end of it, the focus on it really isn't even there. It's like something happens and then there's never any follow-up on it because the film has concerned itself with the thing it feels like it wanted to concern itself with all along, which was the disgusting nature in which this war hero is dealt with by the community around him. Um, It's horrible. And, you know, the the clan get involved and it's really, really hard to watch. And it is powerful. That's also about 20, 25 minutes of the film. And the rest of it is a, a, you know, has again, has moments of real power. Also has an awful lot of stuff where it's Kerry Mulligan and Jason Clarke being miserable with each other. And it's not that watchable. No, that, that's it. So it, it's it, it, is the end twenty minutes worth the sitting through the first. It, 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 it's difficult to be honest. Um, I mean, Garrett Headland is fun and charming. Jason Clark, it kind of feels like hasn't really followed through on the, on the promise that some of his earlier stuff had, um, like kind of had him down for. Um, I mean, Carrie Mulligan's good, but she's kind of miserable through the film. Um, it's very dour. It looks um, like it could be a bit. And it, yeah, I it just I'm, you know, people are saying why a net, you know, this film's being ignored because it's Netflix. This film's being ignored because it's a female filmmaker. I'm sorry, maybe this film's being ignored because it's not that great. Maybe it's just maybe it's just that. Maybe don't make yeah. excuses for the film. Maybe the film's just not that good. It's fine. And the last 20 minutes are very good. If it was less than two hours, I'd say, yeah, it probably is worth it. At two and a quarter hours long? You're fucking pushing it, man. That's it. Once you break that two-hour two hour mark, it's a little bit... You've got to really be delivering some. Yeah, I mean, it was end-of-year catch-up stuff. And I feel like my time would have been better um, better served watching something else. You, you know, it kind of... I, I, I'm looking at that, and at the moment, cause I, I want to get. I've got an, a, lot, a lot of end of year catch up stuff to get through. Because uh, you, you, you know, we watch a lot, but there's always stuff you miss. And mm. I'm looking at this and going, right, it's two and a bit hours long, and I'm sort of thinking, is it? Do I watch that or Detroit? I'll try and watch both, but you know, there's. I also, I also don't want to be depressed that much at Christmas. <laughs> and yeah, I feel no, this is yeah. going to anger and depress me, which is I, I'm fine with films ang- angering me and depressing me and having that elicit in that response because that's what it's supposed to do. That movie, it's not supposed to entertain me. I mean, it's it supposed just... to elicit that reaction. 
And and in do you know what? In January, I might be better suited to that. But do I want to watch that with all my Christmas fucking decorations up and things like that? And there'll be people who say, well, maybe you should watch that at that moment. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should. I also have to get up the next day and go to work and all yeah, this fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's that, you know, to, to, to consider. And does that make me a terrible person? Not really, no. <laughs> no, quite. I mean, I just, I, no, quite, I agree. And I, I, I've got to say, Detroit, I'm looking forward to seeing Detroit and I will get it done before end of year stuff. It's it's out to buy on iTunes, I think, next week. So it'll probably next be week, out yeah. to rent within the next few weeks. And, um, you know, that film, I've, one criticism of it is the fact that it's, you know, a white woman trying to tell a black story and apparently dropping the ball. And, we, you know, we shall see. But I you have to wonder if Ava DuVernay made exactly the same film. Would people be fucking crawling up everybody everybody's asses trying to get it a Best Director nomination? Like yeah, I, I'm you know it's like, I don't know people getting annoyed about Patty Jenkins not getting a director nod for Wonder Woman. If a male director directed that film, no one would be fucking talking about that at all. They wouldn't. No, they they, they they really they really wouldn't. If if Christopher Nolan didn't get a Best Director nomination for uh, The Dark Knight, then it's fine for Wonder Patty Woman Anderson. is a really really good film and I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does with Wonder Woman 2 the last act is also not that great and it just you know can't a film make a fuckload of money make more than Justice League and that be a success no she's got to be nominated for best director as well it just it doesn't just no, no. There, there, there are there are five better directed movies out there there are. That's the thing. And you know what? I'm not saying that Mudbound or Wonder Woman are terrible films. They're not. Mudbound, 7 out of 10. Wonder Woman is a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Fucking solid. But they just like... They're not in the, the, the 10 best films of the year. They're not. I get if you're making a list and you want to have representation in there. Like, I was listening... Slight tangent. I was listening to IndieWire's podcast... And uh, Eric Cohn, uh, uh, one of the guys on the podcast, said when he was doing his top 10 list, he he wanted to have representation in there. Then don't want to fucking write a list. I'm sorry. So is that actually your top 10 best films of the year then? Because that sounds like it objectively it's not. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... I don't believe in this list, but but here are my reasons and you can't argue with my reasons. Well, I can't. It's quite easy. Here are films you, you, I want to highlight this year. You're Not pandering. my top ten films. Films I want to highlight this year. Fair enough. But if you're saying, I don't know, if you're, it just no. I'm, Look you how know. strong my filmic moral compass is. I've chosen this in my top ten. Fuck yeah. off. You know. But, Fuck off. Don't, 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 just don't bother. Simple as that. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. It just. Well, God, it's just why I, I understand the world is a shitty place, and but we're tying ourselves in knots. Um, yeah. and, and, and again, it's like I've said to you: if, if you start boiling things down of content, if you start elevating things because of, and and and, 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 I, I, and I've been massively hypocritical because of my thoughts on disaster artists, 
Um, but if you start elevating things based purely on the political climate surrounding it, then actually what you're doing is actually you're harming your own argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it just, I, I've, I, apparently, apparently lady, lady bird, I keep wanting to say ladybug. Is it? It's lady bird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently lady bird is fantastic. Apparently it's, mag- it, 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 it's brilliant. I'm and really looking forward good. to it. I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's if you're gonna if you're gonna attach yourself to horse and say that's my fucking horse, that's fine. But don't don't literally go through every movie that was written or directed by a woman and go right here are all my horses and fucking throw them at everything and then complain when all of them don't win the fucking race. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that 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 that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And uh, I. It made me laugh though. Somebody, somebody tweeting. Cause I've seen this quite a lot. Somebody tweeting about all like the best director nominations to Golden Globes being five white men. Yep, Guillermo del Toro is a white man. Is mm. is a, is a white American man. He's a, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his name's Guillermo del Toro. For fuck's sake! I, I yeah. just it's fuck's sake. Anyway, right. Um, on to um Ian Loring's great misery. Fucking boner of 2017 the florida project um yeah all right um so it's sean baker's follow-up to tangerine he shot that on an iphone he shot that this on 35 mil i don't know why because it could have been shot on an iphone um i really didn't get the florida project miserable fucking woman who is raising a kid who oh she's so precocious yeah she's also a fucking nightmare um oh you're kidding me what i'm gonna hate this movie probably willem defoe is the motel manager who likes them for some reason even though you never really get a sense of why um, through the film, the kid runs around with other kids and life is experienced life around Disney in Kissimmee where, you know, people are just trying to make a living next to that big corporate thing. And it, aren't we all just, hmm. And isn't it ironic that they're right by Disney? Yeah. And isn't this mother a real life woman? Yes, she's a, a, a woman who, if she was in the UK, would be appearing on Jeremy Kyle. Fantastic. Well done. I am really looking forward to spending two hours of my life with this woman. What did I learn by the end of the film? Fuck all, apart from people like the smell of their own farts. Um, yeah, I'm baffled. I am baffled baffled at how many top 10 lists this is coming out on i don't get it i don't get why people like this film so much i it's misery porn it, it, like it it just i there's there's yes there's life in it 
at the end, social services get involved, and I thought they were the fucking heroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm, uh, oh God, I'm quite looking forward to, to continue watching this just out of the fact, out of pure curiosity, but it does sound like everything that, that kind of is going to irritate the, the, Do you know what, though? Everybody fucking loves it. Like, it, it's, it must have caught me on a really, really wrong mood. Or occasionally things, things just you, you, you. So sometimes you watch something and you go, "I'm not seeing it." It, it, it pushes the wrong buttons. It was a film that genuinely, and I got into a funk for a few days after after this film about whether I am even that bothered about cinema, and it just like people fucking just coming over this and I don't get it. And it's like, do I just not care that it gave Florida project gave me an existential crisis. And it just, it does happen occasionally with, with, with films where, where everybody, everybody will go on about how amazing it is. And you watch it and you go, no, no. And when the Babadook came out and everyone was telling me it was one of the greatest horrors yeah, of the past yeah, 10 years. Cool. And I was yeah. like, no, it's not. It's shit. And my thing with the Babadook is it, still, it's not, it's not a difference of opinion. I'm right and you're wrong. It's shit. It's, it's still a, a, a malevolent fucking creature that can be kept fucking at bay with worms from a garden. Mm. I'm not starting on Babadook again. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, I've literally got like 10 minutes, so I'm just going to get going. But Florida Project, if you f- I- if you just if you think it's shit, you're not the only one. That's all. Don't, don't, don't worry, I, I can rattle through mine. Okay, cool. Um, right, uh, I'll just very quickly. Elf, Elf is great. Triple X, Persona, Sound the Cage. It's great. Um, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ferdinand, uh, John Cena is a bull. It was quite nice. It will do for you and the kids. Like if if you have kids, it's not a bad shout. It's aimed at the very very youngest, but it is very sweet and it's got a nice little message to it. Um, nice. And um, are we going to re- review Jumanji? Out the week after next. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to see it anyway. Yeah, yeah. All yeah right, I'll leave it. it. Cool. All right, go on. Uh, I rewatched Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, after you watched it the week, it gave me a hand yeah, to watch it. Um, I can see what you're saying, um, but I think within the, about it, because you said it, it, it feels a little bit with them, you know, the, the burning of the clothes and everything like that. Um, I, I still think within the construct of this movie and of the time and of the fact that it's taking the piss out of the movie crying game, I still think it works. I still think you can, you, you can, you can give it you can give it a pass, and it, it, if you're going to start pointing it, you, you can then go, "All right, let's open up a fucking book of of all of the movies that you'll celebrate that you could actually go, well, that's not right, and that's not right, and that's not right." We sometimes have to just say, "Do you know what?" We moved on in the 23 years since this movie was made. Mm. That can't be right. This movie's 23 years old. Did I just say that? That's right, isn't it? Fucking yeah, yeah, hell. Yeah. That's terrifying. Mm. I saw that movie four times in a cinema. Nice. 
Uh, but yeah, I still think it's a really funny fucking movie, and you can see why it launched Jim Carrey's career uh, as, a, as, a, as a movie star because it is it is fun and it is a an absolute singular performance where Tom Shadex basically gone. I'm just gonna let this guy go mm-hmm. because because he's gonna do so much and so much of it's gonna land and some of it's not gonna land. And the weird thing is. With Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, it's one of those very rare moments in comedy where everything he does lands. And it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I go as far as to say it is one of the great comedic performances of cinema in that, which sounds weird because it's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. But everything he puts out there lands. Yeah. Very good. Um, I wrote The Mummy. Which one? The Kurtzman one. Oh, Christ. How'd that go? Yeah, it's shit. It's really shit. But it, 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 it's it's more fun on a rewatch. Okay. Is what I'll say there. Um, okay. Yeah, it's there's there's some good bits in it. There's, a, there's one scene that stands out, and it's the bit where Annabella Wallace and um, Russell Crowe and that other, the, the other guy, the hench, Russell Crowe's henchman number one, um, are basically talking about the fact that they're going to kill Tom Cruise. And he's just stood there going, what? Huh? And kind of in between them going, well, you can't do that. And he's going, excuse me, what? You're going to kill me? And Russell Crowe's going, yeah, but it's because... And then just having the conversation around him, and that scene is actually really quite fucking good. But so much of it is just weird and just doesn't make sense. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? I was fine with it. I was actually, you know, it, 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 it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, we watched Fracture because Becky likes Fracture and wanted to watch Fracture, so we rewatched Fracture. It's a great um, early-ish um, Ryan Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling, not early Ryan Gosling, but Ryan Gosling before he became the Ryan Gosling we all know and love now. It's Very a good. pre-drive Ryan Gosling. Or even a pre-notebook Ryan Gosling, I think. Um, and I also watched Rush Hour. Because you watched Rush Hour 3 the other day. And I did, and you'd never Rush seen Hour any of them, had you? I'd never seen any of them. It made me want to watch uh, Rush Hour 3. But I have to watch Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2 before I can watch Rush Hour 3. So I watched Rush Hour because it's on Prime, uh, and it's a lot of fucking fun. I know nice. we're not supposed to like it because it's a Brett Ratner film and he's a terrible bastard, but but Jackie Chan's not a terrible bastard. And Chris Tucker, you're watching it going, oh my God, that guy was basically Eddie Murphy, but mm. 10 years later, mm. which is what he's doing. He's doing Eddie Murphy. He is indeed. But it, it does land and you're looking at it going, but you know what? He's funny. He's a fucking, you know, you might not look at it now and you might look at him and go, really, the guy from Silver Lines player? But he's a really fucking good-looking guy, is Chris Tucker, actually, <laughs> in that. He's got all of it there. So hmm. it, it's a shame that he, 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 he ran into issues with being Chris Tucker or whatever because it, it, it's, he's a lot of fun in this movie. And I'm looking forward to watching the next one. Very good. Okay, very good. Yep. So, so what else have you watched? No, I'm done. Oh, did you run through, run through all yours? Yeah, well, that, that, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done now then. Oh, hang on, yeah. Sorry. I ended up just spitting, spitting through them all. No, no, <laughs> hang on. No, wait, did I? I can't remember now. 
Fuck it. Anyway, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Um, I'm gonna have to go. So, I, I, I ever so sorry, but the the, que- the 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 question or questions we've had, we'll save it for next week as we're joined by a guest next week. We are indeed. Yes. Steve well, well, I'd like to say what we're reviewing next week, but I, I think everyone will have fucking worked out what we're reviewing next week. Yeah, Steve Nixon's on for his annual appearance, uh, his third annual appearance, as he uh, comes on to join us to talk Star Wars: The Last Jedi, uh, which I uh, which we always really enjoy. It's it's it, it's it, I, I I think it's great. I mean, somebody who is who I, who when I say so, why was this this? He can go, well, it's because of this. And I go, right, that makes sense now to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, very good. So it'll probably be a long, uh, a long chat that. So uh, yeah, we're uh, looking forward to having Steve on and um, seven a.m. Thursday morning for me. Yeah, um, you're. Go- I, do you know what? I, I weirdly, I was going through and was clearing up a bit of space on my phone and deleting a load of uh, pictures on my phone. And I went by one, and it was your the screenshot that you sent me of your booking of the seven a.m. screening of what is it? And I was like. Shit, yeah, he's got to see it at 7am and then go to work. It's fucking, like, seriously, the sinner world. They're doing midnight, they're doing yep. half three, and then here are all the times they've got, right? Five o'clock, six o'clock, they've got a 2D and a 3D at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, 8.30, nine o'clock, 9.40, Twelve twenty, one o'clock, fucking out. One forty, two twenty, two forty, three ten, three forty. Jesus Christ! Um, How many screens is that Cine World? Sorry. How many screens is that Cine World? Uh, fifteen. So it must be on like four screens then. Four or five screens. So basically, before ten o'clock in the morning, there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight showings. That's insane. That is madness. I'm actually going to see it on Saturday night because it's the only time I can go. Jesus here. Christ. I know. Like, I know. Fucking, oh my God, you can, God, you can tell Star Wars is out. Right, from next Wednesday, the 15 screen cinema is showing nine films one of them has only got one showing that day one of them's got two showings one of them's no and another one's got one showing and another's got three showings because star wars is on in that many screens do you know what if people like it i'm fine with it like fucking hell like, all that is showing in a 15-screen Cineworld next Wednesday, Star Wars, Daddy's Home 2, Paddington 2, Justice League, Ferdinand, Disaster Artist, Jumanji, Muppet Christmas Carol, Pitch, Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> oh, God, Pitch Perfect 3. <sighs> yep. But I'm looking forward to it. 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock morning showing in a cinema is going to be an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that will do it. We, we will speak to you next week. Uh, anything more, Mark? No, no, that's, that's everything. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Um, and yeah. Good times. Thank you very much for listening guys. Bye-bye. Speak Speak so long, guys. Bye. Bye.